This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we go. It is time. All your football themes apply because the season is here, Andy, and we are on it with our 2023 New England Patriots season preview. Now, this won't be sort of one of those long, bloviating, Foxborough filibuster type of previews. Rather, what we're going to do is uh, I grabbed it from the Twitter, which is obvious, or the X, and X going to give it to you. Uh, Somebody had posted a tweet that said, share with me now your record, your offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, breakout player, comeback, biggest regression, most surprising win, and I've added playoffs. Do they or don't they make the playoffs? So uh, no better way to to preview the season than just giving you uh, just the facts, ma'am. So let's do six-ring style, Foxborough Facts Department, checking in, Andy. Let's get going with our preview. Now, is there any sort of overarching uh, thought or maybe just sort of like an opening statement you would like to give as for the 2023 New England Patriots and what kind of team you think we're going to see? Um, I've told you, and we're coming down the home stretch of this. Now is the time for hope. Now is the time for actually having hope and expectations and positivity because that could be taken from you as early as opening day against the Eagles and in the first month and everything that goes into it. I do believe this will be a competitive football team. I do believe this will be, for the most part, a competent football team. I think you will see Mm -hmm. physical failures more than you will see mental errors or questionable coaching. I think there will be times where they don't measure up. They aren't good enough. The other team is too good and too talented, and the matchups don't favor them. But I don't think we'll be lamenting a lot of, ugly poorly coached sort of we won't be bitching post game on the six rings post game show as much as we'll be saying it's just too bad if they could have been a little you know how bill always says you know we we competed and i I like the guy's effort we just in the end they made a few more plays than we do Mm -hmm. i think you're going to be getting that bill belichick a lot during the season and us sort of parroting that on the post game show because the schedule is tough and let's be honest i think they have a mediocre roster as Warren Sharp at Sharp Football Analysis put forth, the New England Patriots have, and I, I think his barometers and metrics are pretty sharp. I, I didn't oh, mean to walk into that. On. Pretty solid. I didn't mean to. I'm, I'm admitting it. warrant that. Oh, wow. That, oh, I'd even said, I even did that. Jeez, man. Oh, good for you. You're picking up. I, his, if, this is a, if this is any preview as to how you're going to be on Six Rings postgame show, Andy is on it and ready for the season. Uh they have the toughest schedule in the NFL, and it's not even really close. Like, 
The I, other teams like the Jets have a tough gauntlet to start the season. Uh, Detroit has a tough schedule this year. Obviously, a lot of teams have tough schedules. They did well well enough last year, and or they may be playing a tough division. NFC East, no easy shakes. Anyone who has to play the AFC North or the AFC East, obviously, these are battle royales. Yes, the Patriots have a difficult schedule. Yes, it's a gauntlet in September as well. I agree with you that they're going to be competent and they will be competitive. More composed, to add another C word to our off-season, if you will, of Patriots talk heading into 2023. I'll offer this. Hmm. I think the Patriots will not experience the higher highs or the lower lows of a lot of other football teams with playoff aspirations. Because other teams do have more talent. They have greater yes. quarterbacks, yes. greater skill players, maybe yes. a few greater feature backs. Okay. Yes. But when those guys go out, then all of a sudden there will be often be as Andy mutes for a sneeze. Didn't hear anything. Probably didn't need That's to say professional it, but the, right there. but the YouTube audience enjoyed it. Uh, the Patriots don't have, because it's just like a giant block of, I'm not going to say mid, but like, it's a, just a strong middle-class team with not a lot of superior players, but not a lot of fl- like, not as high a ceiling, not as low a floor as some other teams as well. So can we just sort of expect, like you said, them to be in every game and sometimes the talent wins out on the other teams? Yes. But if some of those other great players, like your Tua's or your Josh Allen's, some of the uh, Aaron Rodgers that they go out, those teams might be porked, whereas the Patriots will kind of just keep chugging along like an old, like a 2005 Honda. They're, true. They, if you don't have great players, they can't get hurt and you can't miss them. Correct. So... <laughs> Not the not the same kind of ceiling, but also not the same kind of floor, which is probably why we're looking at you can't have a 500 record unless you have a tie ball game. But I think that's why we're going to be looking at this kind of season. And the last thing I'll say is, what do we really know about this team? Because uh, or at least the first teamers, because we saw so little of them outside of practice. We saw them for three series in a game that ultimately was cut short with 11 minutes remaining out in Green Bay. And that felt like a month ago. Actually, it almost was a month ago. So we really don't know as much as we think we know about this team. And that's why Sunday is going to be so revealing. All right, here we go. Let's get to it. Let's open with record, Andy. What do you have for the 2023 New England Patriots record? Seven and 10. Wow. Just under the Vegas line of, or the regular, most notable Vegas Mm -hmm. line of seven and a half. I know there's been some talk of some dropping it to six and a half. It's still Um, seven and a half on our sponsor, FanDuel. Yes. Um, I just, to me, it's what we just talked about. Because I keep get we keep getting these calls wherever we do radio shifts. You know, I really think with Bill O'Brien back and some of the talent, this team. I mean, look, a year ago they were a couple kick returns away from making the playoffs. But to, yeah, I think if this team got to play last year's schedule, they'd have a shot. Unfortunately, they play this year's schedule, which is really difficult. So, competitive football team, not quite talented enough. Maybe don't quite get the breaks. Seven and ten. Okay, I have them finishing at nine and eight. <laughs> what? You're laughing at a winning run? I didn't say whether or not yet they, they were going to make the playoffs. I think they finish nine and eight. I will say that I think they get off to a rocky start. I got one and three in September. Boom. All hope may be lost, but then the team will start to gel. They'll come together. And later on, there may be some surprising wins on the horizon. We'll get to that later, but... I have them at a winning record, nine and eight. No calls for the head coach's job. Uh, some faith renewed in Foxborough as to who's on the team the year after that and what that looks like. We will see. All right, your offensive player of the year, Andy, is 
my guy, Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's going to stay healthy. I think the ability to tap out when needed and share the load with Zeke is going to help him. I think having the sounding board and the veteran and like similar styles, I think there is a lot of benefit for Ramondre Stevenson with the arrival of Ezekiel Elliott. I think Mondre is going to be up near 2,000 yards total from scrimmage with receptions and rushes. I think Ramondre Stevenson is the best player on the Patriots. I think he's closest to his, the top of his position, and I think he's going to show it. Stay healthy, Ramondre. Show your stuff. That's why the Zeke signing wasn't just, oh, look, hey, we tried to grab a fate, we tried to grab some fading star power, or hey, uh, we realized we had no depth in the running back room, which they really didn't well, since James true. Robinson was sent packing a while ago. Now he's getting a workout for uh I think he's getting like his third team's workout right now. Yeah, I think he's toast. I yeah, think I think he's, he's never recovered. I think he's, nah, sadly, I think that I wish I'm like Brad uh Stevens. Had I known the medicals on James Robinson, I would not have been as high on him in the spring. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Brad Stevens actually runs a team. I just BS about the team on a podcast. Your hype train didn't even get a chance to like catch fire on the tracks and provide a show. Yeah. It was just decommissioned and sadly it taken off. Like it was like a steam engine that just exploded. Like what, what are we doing? It was like in Star Wars when like the, before they bought R2-D2, they, they were grabbing the other droid away and it just popped and caught yeah. fire. And they're like, wow, what are you trying to? This R2 unit has a bad motivator. Yeah. I, I Sure. Just say yes. It's fine. I got I, I Listen, I didn't drag you into RoboCop. It's fine. But anyway. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with, uh, like the pick, I'm going to go Mac Jones. Uh, <laughs> again, why? The laughing at Mac's success and the winning record. Why? Listen to you. He has no offensive line and no receivers. No problem. <laughs> but he does have a Billy O'Brien. He does. He did get a chance to what work with Billy does o. Billy o. Play right tackle or uh, tight end or lead receiver. Uh, he plays get the ball out of Max effing hands as quickly as possible, which is the most important thing for Mac to so do. Who? Someone. Oh, good. I'm glad you could have. Uh, your guy, Ramondre. That's who. Okay. And perfect. you know what? All now of his. All of his yak counts. All of Zeke's yak counts. All of Kendrick Bourne's yak counts in Mac's favor as well. Yep. As will the touchdowns that Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki catch when they're down by 24. Oh, come <laughs> Kidding. on. Kidding. Just a little comic relief. No, I think Mac Jones' bounce back season is at hand. I do think he's going to play well enough to get the fifth-year option picked up. I do think he showcases that he is a more than competent, a professional quarterback. He's not just the latest in the, the long line of Alabama quarterbacks who couldn't cut it at the pro level. He's no John Parker Lewis or any of these other. He's not even A.J. McCarron. I think he proves that he's worthy of playing in the NFL and has a rock-solid season this year, which is why I have him coming on a little bit later as well. Um, your defensive player of the year, Andy. So I'm going to go chalk here, Matthew Judon. Um can he do it a third year in a row? Why not? He's pretty good. He seems pretty youthful and energetic, even though he's aging. Um, I think he's engaged. And in reality, he could benefit from the oncome of Uche and Barmore mm -hmm. and Keon White and maybe defenses having, I mean, offensive lines having to sort of pay a little bit more attention across the entirety of the defense and the front there. Um, but I just... Until someone else shows me they can be that guy, be him, quote, quote, unquote, that consistent, make plays, do it. And I know some people be like, oh, no, Judon's not even that guy. He fades late in the year. Maybe he fades a little bit. A lot of NFL players do. It's a long effing season. I still think he's your best defensive player until somebody else takes that mantle from him. 
I'm going to go with contract year Kyle because Kyle, Kyle Duggar. I think Kyle Duggar has a complete season that elevates him contractually, maybe not all the way up to Derwin James level, but puts him in the offseason shopping for a Jesse Bates type of four-year, $60, $64 million deal. A couple of picks, maybe two pick sixes, a couple of sacks, passes defended, hitting hard. The anchor, the star of uh, a surprisingly good Patriots back end of the secondary, the safety unit as well, led with Jabril Peppers, Adrian Phillips, Marty Mapu, Marte, if you will. We're still not sure if we qualify him as a linebacker or a safety. I don't need to put him in a box, maybe just down in the box, but not in a specific label box. That's all I want out of him as well. But I see a big year for Kyle Duggar as well. Judon, yes. And he definitely will benefit from the pass rush led by Uche, Barmore, Keon White, Dietrich, and others. Uh, Andy, your rookie of the year on the Patriots would be? I am going to go. The obvious answer that people want to be i don't think Mm -hmm. it is going to be you know i'm a little down on the first round pick that he trended in the wrong direction in august and i also think he is going to be hindered by the fact that when a cornerback screws up it's very obvious it gets replayed a lot everybody sees it and knows it i'm going to say Keon white flashes enough positively and his mistakes get covered Mm -hmm. up by the fact that he's in the trenches he's playing you know you're not going to see every one of his mistakes magnified on TV the way you will for Christian Gonzalez. So I'm going to say Keon White. I think he's going to push 10 sacks. I think he's going to be a high single-digit sack guy. Um, I, I I like the idea of Keon White. So give me Keon White as your defensive rookie of the year. Well, I was just keeping my hands warm by the heat of that take right there. That was a nice fireside prediction. I'm going to go. I'll go Chuck. I'll go Gonzo. I think he probably does struggle, or at least not struggle, but doesn't showcase like that first round talent or wow, this guy should have gone in the first 10 picks talent. It's going to take him a little while for his game to come together. Talk to me so long as he's healthy after Halloween. I think second half of the season, Gonzo maybe starting around the bills game on the 22nd into Halloween and beyond picks it up, really learns the ropes. And by the end of the season, we're talking about uh, uh, somebody with veteran presence after only a rookie year in the league, who's showcasing better tackling, better hitting, uh, all the fundamentals you want of a long, lean, solid cornerback one. Yeah, you don't have to worry about calling him a shutdown corner, uh, but I'll go chalk with Gonzo. I have high hopes and very good expectations for him. Your breakout player, Andy. Okay, so my breakout player, this is as much um, a projection and a hopeful projection as it is necessarily an expectation. Um, I was hopeful this guy would break out last year. He did not. And I think we've seen some signs of it um, in training camp, but Mm -hmm. he needs to put it together consistently. Uh, You can only be young for so long. You can only live off potential for so long. Christian Barmore, getting close to time to pooping or getting off the pot. I need you to be a force in the middle of the defense. All the tools are there. All the athletic ability, the size, the strength, everything. Christian Barmore needs to be what we think he can be rather than what he has been and he needs to stay healthy because obviously I think that knee was a, a part of the disappointment of his sophomore year. Christian Barmore needs to take the jump to Pro Bowl caliber player. Now, would that also mean that he would qualify as your comeback player of the year? No. Oh, so you chose someone different because yes. obviously if Mac Jones is offensive player of the year for me, that would qualify him potentially for comeback player of the year. Spoiler alert, I chose someone different as well. Good to know, Andy. I'm gonna go uh Maybe this is a bit of a chalk pick as well, but I'm going to ride the coattails of my guy Schrags, Peter Schrager at Good Morning Football. Pop Douglas. 
So long as somebody, you know, the same way Tua worked with somebody uh, like a judo instructor teaching him, quote, yeah. how to fall this offseason. I would love, and of course, how do you learn how to fall uh, when you're working with like a 175-pound wiry, sinewy judo instructor and not a 340-pound defensive end breathing down your neck and coming at you like a runaway freight train? We'll see how that works out for him. I would love, I hope Troy Brown, or I wish they brought in Edelman, somebody who taught Pop Douglas, catch the ball and sit down. Like, do you know? Dion Branch I, is the guy that did it best, I think, as a Patriot. He's great. You're Reggie right. Wayne was good at it for the yep. uh, for the Colts. Those smaller receivers that aren't like I think Edelman got yoked up a bit, got stronger. Whereas I think Dion Branch really mastered the art of getting down. So if you're going to bring in a Hall of Fame team alumni, I mm -hmm. think Dion Branch with Demario Douglas could be some nice work. Love that. Maybe my favorite bit of analysis on the pod so far. Uh, if Pop Douglas stays healthy, I think he'll make a difference. We're not talking about fantasy stats. We're just talking about looking at, oh my gosh, we have a, we got a, we got a good player on offense. I think we actually have someone who's going to stick around and make a difference for a while. I hope so. I get to tell you, I've been swayed negative by the fact that he got hurt uh, once in six snaps. <laughs> Bad ratio. And, and it's not, I can't put booty out there as much as, as much as booty nation wants to hear Kayshawn or Kayshawn nation or whatever the hell like. I need to see more before I before I go out. You want to see range. more booty? Just gonna let that one sit there for a second. Everybody. Did I lose you? Did <laughs> yeah, hello, hello, hello. All right, uh, comeback player of the year. So here I'm going with my guy that I think is going to be phenomenal this year. Uh, I've told you all along I think he's going to be the leading receiver on this team. I like his energy. I'm not sure if he's stink, stank, or stunk, but give me Kendrick Bourne to make plays to get back to and build from his first year in New England where he set career highs in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. I think he does that again for the New England Patriots, for Bill O'Brien, for Mac Jones. Kendrick Bourne. Uh, and we had Giardi talk about it on our Fitzy and Hart program when we were filling in last Friday. Mm -hmm. And it made its way to .com as well. Uh, that actually made a lot of waves. He thinks that Kendrick Bourne has looked better uh, the second half of training camp in the preseason than he ever has in his time in New England. I agree with him. I think Bourne is taking off. I think Bourne is going to have a magnificent year. And you avoided all of that and didn't have to say, you said all that and didn't have to drop a Bourne again, Bourne supremacy, nope, Bourne identity. Nope. Good for you. But he will be reborn. And he's yep. my comeback player of the year as well for all those reasons you say and beyond. Andy, it's not even time for our FanDuel sportsbook. FanDuel make every moment more bet of the week. But I will sort of tease out this early one for you. I'm in on Kendrick Bourne touchdown scored Sunday against the Eagles. I like it. I, I, yeah. I like it. You know, why? I will be putting my adult grown male uh, American money on that. Uh, yeah. And you know who's on the other side of the uh, stadium? Who's that? Matt Patricia is, I, which nemesis. is why I want him to, which is why I want him to score it. And then cut to Patricia there, beard, pencil, and everything, just looking on stoically and born freaking out. And, you know, and then, you know, they're, who knows how that's going to, God, that is one of the underrated dynamics of Sunday. We got to get, we got to, we'll have to get to that with our Eagles game preview. And when we go behind enemy lines later in the week, I think that is being undersold because it's Brady week, because it's Mac and Bill, because it's, Hot seat for Belichick. Like, we're underestimating what a big storyline this could potentially be. Right. Or Bourne could score and Patricia could say, scoreboard. You just made it 35-7. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> it'll, be, it's possibility. it'll be 31-10. All right. Oh. Uh, big, biggest regret. I, I Listen, humor helps us deal with what could be. Uh, uh, 
an unfortunate reality, but I think the game's going to be much closer. Uh, we don't want to do it, but it's part of uh, the prep. Biggest regression. See, I don't know about you. This was the hardest one for me. Same. And I don't consider myself a homer like, oh, I couldn't possibly seeing anybody regress. Part of it is what you said earlier. When you don't have a lot of great seasons the previous year, right? it's hard to predict a regression. Like the, the one that might be likely is Ramondre had kind of a breakout season a year ago, rushes for a thousand yards, catches 69 passes. He would be a candidate, but I like Ramondre. I think he's really good. I don't think he's going to regress. I think he's going to have another great year. Um, so I'm going to pick one that's a little bit. So my two candidates were kind of based on age. And I'll tell you who they were. Dietrich Wise, who I think had a breakout year a year ago. Um, and that may be the best year you see. Um, Lawrence Guy was a candidate because I think he's just flat out getting older. But I'm going to go with Adrian Phillips. I think you're going to see him start to take a back seat to Kyle Duggar and Mapu and maybe even Jabril Pepper. So I think you may see less playing time for Phillips. Mm -hmm. I think you may see him in coverage at times and go, oh, yeah, he's starting to look a little... He's closer to the end than he is the beginning. Maybe he's or maybe his playing step. time gets cut down a little bit as well because you'll want your Julie. I, I Jabril Peppers. Honestly, if I wasn't so hype on Kendrick Bourne offensively in a in a contract season, I would have maybe even put Peppers. Now he came back last year and was solid coming off the ACL from 2021, but I think he has a bigger year this year. I'll still stick with Bourne. Biggest regression for me, Judon. Oh, now now here's why. Now here's why. No, he had no. Because no. it looks like he has a massive regression, but he doesn't. He's still he's still an impact player. But if he finishes the season with like eleven sacks and not eighteen, everyone's going to say, "What happened to Judon? Did he get old overnight? He want he held out for the money. Where's he been?" It's because your Keon Whites and your Christian Barmores and your Josh Uches. I, I also could have picked Uche because wasn't it? Who was it who pointed out that Uche feasted basically off the Jets in that 11 and a half sacks? Like he had a four game span where he fed. So I could say Uche as well, but I still think Judon is an almost Pro Bowl caliber player or maybe a Pro Bowl player, but you're not going to see the. Well, then he didn't regress. If he had a Pro Bowl season, he didn't regress. You can't pussyfoot your way through. Well, there's this. not that many other regressions to be found. You can't, if you're not even that good in the first place, then how can you regret? Well, how much worse could you get? I already said that. So I can, I'm agreeing with you. So That's called a yes and pick somebody who's good you can't say he's having a pro bowl year and then regressed i almost pro bowl caliber he's gonna it's, it's gonna be a statistical regression there how about that there's your biggest regression my biggest regression is doing this the, damn the, show doing this damn show with you not having more regression <laughs> my, biggest, biggest, out of you. my biggest regretting uh all right now you're gonna have to get positive i know it's gonna hurt now the most surprising win of the year for the patriots um, so this might be a little snarky, Andy. Um, I think it'll come in the last two weeks, either to the bills or the jets. So I'll say at bills, which on paper on new year's Eve looks like a great win, but I think it might be more because maybe the bills are resting players or not playing out the season. And I think the same thing could happen with New York in the final week. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is getting rested. Um, so those are a couple wins on paper, I think against playoff teams that are a possibility. Um, but uh, I, I don't see a lot of surprise good wins. Uh, I will. I'm not going to say the opener because I think the opener. Not to put the cat before the hoss, but I think the opener is going to be a uh, tight, well played, contested affair that likely will go the way of the birds. However, however, I think the most surprising one of the season, first win against the Bills in some time. 
I'll go October 22nd at home against Buffalo. I think that's right around the time, should the team stay healthy, that things will turn. After a tough opener in September, they they pick up a couple of wins against the Saints. And I think after that, uh, let's see, they play the Saints, the Raiders. They win those two games. They're going to be three and three when they play the Bills. And they're going to get the win. A shocking home win before Halloween. Everyone's fired up. The Pats will be four and three. Oh my God. People are talking about did Belichick do it? Have they turned it around? Bill O'Brien, savior. That's is it a real happen. win? Is it like Josh Allen plays and it's not a hurricane? Like a real win? I didn't. I, I'm not telling you all that. Oh, come on. And finally, Andy, playoffs? Well, Obviously, no. you know my answer seven and <laughs> 10. You're not making the playoffs at seven and 10. Nine and eight? Your answer could be they could be in the playoff hunt at nine mm-hmm. and eight. I think they will be in the playoff hunt. Things will have to break their way uh, the way they almost did last year as well, that if they went nine and eight, they would have made the playoffs. My prediction is that they go nine and eight, except this time they're the team that goes nine and eight, kind of like Pittsburgh last year, but is on the outside looking in. Sad. I know. Ten and seven would get it done if they if they shock some people, turn some heads. Big surprises along the way if they come together quicker or get through the gauntlet with a 500 record even. Maybe, just maybe. But I see them 9-8. and eight. I don't see them finishing in the bottom of the AFC East, but I don't think that they make the playoffs. Oh, oh so they are the third-place team in the East at 9-8. and eight. Correct. Who's in the basement? Uh, you'll have to stay tuned. I don't know when we're going to talk about that. Uh, the Dolphins. <laughs> what are yeah. we doing here? <laughs> it's the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins. I have Jets and the Bills making the playoffs. I have two teams from the AFC North, two teams from the AFC West, and one team from the AFC South. Okay. Like I don't that? hate it because I think the, the Dolphins are a uh, house of cards with Tua. Like, I throw house of cards around, and I think some mm-hmm. Patriots fans get annoyed. Oh, the offensive line's a house of cards. Cornerback's a house of cards. The Dolphins are a house of cards. Tua is very likely to miss time, could be out at any time. I don't like their running back situation, off-field issues with cornerback number one, cornerback number two, who they gave up a lot for, is out until at least December as well. Their best offensive lineman dinged up in the preseason. Oh, should be back and healthy for week one. You never like hearing that as well. So they've got issues. They've got contractual issues with defensive players. I just, I'm not getting great vibes. I'm also not getting great vibes from Buffalo, but they have too much talent to regress back to a 500 or sub-500 record. I've told you before, I think the Jets win the AFC East. I know that probably just made a lot of Pats fans throw up in their AirPods. I apologize, but that's just just how your old pal Fitzy sees it. But you're going to get an entertaining season out of your New England Patriots. There you go. There is our seasonal preview. Records, O-P-O-T-Y, D-P-O-T-Y, rookies, breakouts, comebacks, regressions, surprises, playoffs, and so much more. Andy, any final thoughts on the upcoming season of your 2023 New England Patriots, which we'll be covering thoroughly here across our own socials at Jumbo Heart, at Fitzy GFY, and of course, on the best post-game show in town, the Six Rings post-game show on WEEI. Stick with us. I think it's going to be a very interesting season. I can't promise it's going to be fun all the time. I can't promise it's going to be great. You might be right. They could be 1-3, and 0-4, oh tough stretch. Don't give up on it. If you're a true Patriots fan, I know it can get difficult and you're used to winning and success and you might just want to throw something and walk out and burn a jersey from Mac, whatever it may be. Just stick with it. I think it's going to be the totality of 18 weeks is going to be worth your investment of time, whether it's good or bad. Figuring out is Mac the guy. Figuring out 
you know, what's Gerard Mayo doing? Maybe the coach in waiting, you need him to pick up the pace and stop waiting and just take over. Like, there just, to me, are so many storylines throughout this team, this roster, this season, that even if your instincts are to sulk and pack it in come week six or seven, don't do it. And I would like to think we will bring you some entertaining and informative podcasts along the way that will also be worth your time and make the season more enjoyable for you. I'll add one more C word to our litany of C words, if you will. Cockshore. <laughs> Crap show. Oh. No, I'll add one more C word to that. Compelling. I think this will be a compelling team for the right and wrong reasons at times. I think this will be a very compelling season and we're going to learn a lot about the future of football in Foxborough this season. So I think compelling is the right word to describe the season and this team. I agree with you, Andy. Well said. Very succinctly put. Stick with us. Stick with them. It should be a compelling season, to say the least. All right. For producer Justin Turpin, everyone at 2400 Sports, Odyssey, WEEI, and more, that's Jumbo Hart. I'm Fitzy GFY. This has been Six Rings and Football Things, previewing the 2023 season. Like I said, huge week for us. Tomorrow, we're going to have Mike Lombardi, the old gridiron genius himself, talking about his new book, Football Done Right, lending his perspective on what he thinks the 2023 Patriots story will be. We'll talk to people in Philadelphia. We'll get in with the Go Birds crew and give you a little behind enemy lines. Friday, I think we'll have Rob Ninkovich giving a little former player perspective. And then next thing you know, Andy, the GOAT is home. We're kicking off and the season is underway. Good job by you. Good job, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. This has been Six Rings and Football Things. We will talk to you soon. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pets.